Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Stop it. Y'all gonna get this podcast. Hey, hey, tasters. Welcome to my table. That is my man, Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors, letting everybody know y'all gonna get this podcast. And that is my mood on this tasty Tuesday. How's everybody doing? Um, let's start with my mentals, my mentals. Mentally, I'm doing all right. It is gorgeous outside and I am just feeling all of this summer weather. Um, the battle of the music beast. You got Drake and Beyonce dropping jams for the summertime. You know, some people like it, some people don't. Everybody's saying, oh my God, you know, we back the house music. Hey, bring it back. Cause like they say, you, you got to level it out. We need balance. Yes, I love trap and drill. Soaker junkie. But sometimes you need a little... Oosh, oosh. Ain't that how they say it? Oosh, oosh. <laughs> well, anyway, like I said, in the words of that gorgeous Golden State Warrior, y'all going to get this podcast. And there's a few things that I am really looking forward to. First and foremost, again, stay tuned. Make sure you follow Views of an X. On Instagram and Spotify, I sat down with Mr. Lama, who interviewed me. I was his guest. He was the host. And we had a very tasty discussion about an ex of mine that I think is going to crack you all up. It, it, it's going to make you laugh. It made me laugh just to reminisce about the situation. And again, mentally, I'm doing well because I'm enjoying this good weather. It's nice out. And I'm making plans. Like, when I tell you I am going to enjoy the summer of Stella, I've got quite a few things coming up. So just to let you know, I'm shouting out Kenny. My um, my cousin has a, a girlfriend who lives in Philly. She calls herself Kenny. And she's actually a burlesque dancer. Now, let me tell you something, Tasters. Burlesque is something that I have been into for a long time. Well, I've just been into it from afar and from a distance. And Miss Kenny is somebody who decided to just take her sexy self and jump into it. So she is now currently a professional burlesque dancer and also a sexy pole dancer. And she has a few things coming up. I have been invited to a soiree in Philadelphia in the month of July, and I am looking forward to it. I have been in love with burlesque ever since. Um, remember that sex show that used to come on HBO? It was called Real Sex, and there was a club in D.C. called Club 55. And honestly, that's what made me fall in love with burlesque because I, I didn't know that black women did burlesque. We always hear about, honestly, black women you know, stripping or doing like, you know, the classical dance and ballet. But I didn't know that black women did burlesque and take it all the way back to those real sex years. And they introduced us to Club 55 and just seeing all of these beautiful black women in all of their Betty Boop glory 
Jessica Rabbit fineness with their feathers and their tassels and full bodies and hips and lips and legs and hips and body just showing out and giving it up and doing it with so much class and style and grace. So yeah, if you ain't into burlesque, you need to get into it. And just to um drop a gem on you all, there's a documentary film from a, about 10 years ago, maybe more, called Inside the Burly Q. And when I tell you, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, my goodness. And then um, a cousin of mine, she has invited me to experience some burlesque theater here in New York City. So I'm just looking forward to it. Like I said, feathers and tassels and beautiful gowns and just enjoying all that summer has to offer. And we're coming off of Juneteenth. How was your Juneteenth? So this year, Juneteenth and Father's Day fell on the same Sunday. And it was a wonderful thing. At least I think it was. Although my grandfather and my dad are passed on just to be able to celebrate men and blackness at the same time. It was a great feeling because I was fortunate to grow up in a household with strong father figures. My grandfather was excellent. He was top dog. Crown him, he's king. And I know from up above, he is on his throne looking down at us and saying, I did a good thing because he did. My grandfather took up a task that only the good men can take up. Again, I talk about my mother. She's an ain't shit mama. And when I get myself together um, emotionally, I am going to post, uh, I'm going to drop one about having an ain't shit mama. And that's one definitely, definitely leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But again, my grandfather and my father picked up where an ain't shit mama dropped me off with neglect and um, mistreatment and just not wanting me to exist. You know, you got these ain't shit mamas out here to do all this crying. And, you know, it's like, who the fuck? Don't get me started. It, like, it's beautiful outside. But again, you know, I don't want to go down the road. That's that's another topic for another day. But uh, like I said, I enjoyed just the celebration of the Juneteenth holiday and just combining it with Father's Day because there are so many worthy men out here and they don't get the praise and they don't get the respect that they deserve. Yes, we know that deadbeats exist. We know that um, ain't shit men exist, you know, ain't shit dads. But June 19th this year wasn't about that. And it, it was a refreshing change of pace. And speaking of a not so refreshing change of pace, we're going to get into... This whole, you know, coming off of Juneteenth and, and blackness and supporting black business. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the posts that you see from black people claiming that no one supports their black business. How about these posts? Put up something about your business. Start a business and see how many people are on your side. Post about your business and see how many people are really riding for you. You'll know who's in your corner when you start a business. And it's like, you know, I'm just, it's, it's great. And it's a wonderful thing that so many of my brothers and sisters are so business minded. You know, everybody, you know, has become all of these business people. And I got to let you know, taste this. 
I don't have a business oriented bone in my body. I've had people ask me, you know, like, well, why don't you and why can't you? Because I, I can't and I won't and I and I don't. I have no idea. I don't have that that business acumen. I didn't go to school for business. I didn't get any sort of degrees. When I sit and think about it, there's not even a an invention that I could come up with or a device that I could promote that I think people would want to buy from me. I'm not good at hair, nails. I mean, I know how to cook, but not enough to make people want to buy a recipe book or to have time to make food and post videos about it. This right here, this is my craft. I'm groovy with the pen and I got a silver tongue. If you ain't know about that, I've always been into writing. I've always been into plays, acting, things like that. But as far as business, things that get me paid, mm -mm, not Stella. And I'm not feeling sorry for myself because of it. You know, it just ain't my thing. But apparently it's a lot of my people's thing. And like I said, let's talk about it. Um... Back to what I first mentioned about nobody supporting black business. Let's talk about why. I don't know if you've all noticed tasters, but when it comes to a lot of black businesses, let's talk about restaurants, for instance. Be it fast food, be it slow cooked food. You ever notice that when you go into a lot of black establishments, one of the first things that is lacking is atmosphere. Now, when we talk about supporting black business or any business, I feel like there are some key things that need to be present in order for me to support you. Again, first and foremost is atmosphere. When I walk into a restaurant, it needs to smell like food. Um, it should smell clean, fresh. And I want to be greeted properly. And, I, and I'm, here it is, you know. I, I'm going to call us out on this one. And a lot of times we get set, it, it gets told that Caribbean people are mean. You know, when it comes to the restaurant industry. Let's, let's say that. And honestly, they are. And I had an experience about a week ago that brought me to this topic. There is a double spot in Brooklyn. I'm not going to call them out by name, but they are very popular, very famous. They have been around for years. They were on one block for about 20 something years and about three years ago moved to a bigger location. And tasters, let me tell you, this was one of my favorite spots. There used to be a line waiting outside for this place because it was so small and the food was so good. And you would go inside and they give you your food and they bag it up fast. And all of you who don't know what doubles are, you know, I'm not from the Caribbean, but I grew up in Brooklyn, which makes me a Caribbean queen by default. But anyway, um, Doubles are like little tasty baked bread pastries and they fill them with all of your, any fillings that you could imagine. You got salt fish, smoked herring, corned beef, chickpeas, which they call chana, okra, um, what's that, ackee, all kinds of fillings. And then they got sauces, hot, spicy, pepper sauce, tamarind sauce, well, anyway... One of my favorite double spots, again, has moved. It's a black, well, 
it's semi-black because the people who own it are from Trinidad and they like Indo-Caribbean, but the people that they have serving their food and at the front now in their new location are pure blacks. They are black Trinis. They are not Indo-Trini and they're mean. They are mean, they are hateful, they are nasty, and they are disgusting. So again, last week I went in to get me a couple of doubles, like I usually do. And they just started using credit card machines. It used to be a cash-only place. So I feel like, you know, once they moved up to credit card machines, it's like their noses went up in the air with it. So anyway, I don't order doubles every day. Prices change every day. So I came in with my earpiece on, and I didn't even have it playing anything they went in my ears so the woman behind the counter had her mask on and I asked her I said how much of my doubles I ordered two she whispered from behind her mask so low that I couldn't hear her and I said okay she's trying to be cute she thinks that I have an earpiece in so she's going to blame me of having an earpiece in which is why I can't hear her so I took my earpiece out and I asked this woman again I said how much is my order she whispered and I still couldn't hear her. And mind you, there's nothing wrong with my hearing. I, I, you know, I might be a little hard of hearing because of being in the construction trade and working underground, but I ain't deaf. This woman was whispering purposely behind the mask like she didn't want me to hear her. So finally, I guess she got sick of me asking her how much my doubles were. And she took four fingers and flashed them at me a few times. Tasters, I didn't like that. I just grabbed my damn bag, paid my money and went home. So you know what happened to me when I got home? I get in my house and I open my bag and my order was wrong. I asked for two saltfish doubles with pepper. And these doubles were filled with everything but saltfish. It was actually all vegan. Uh, the irony, now that I'm off the vegan um wagon, I get three doubles that were all vegan. And they weren't mine. They definitely belonged to the gentleman in line behind me who had ordered. And I didn't like it, tasters. I didn't like it. And you know what? I, I felt like a fool for walking out of that black business where we have black servers mistreating black people without saying anything. I felt like I should have corrected her. Um, but then, you know, as black people, we get taught this bullshit about you never disrespect the people that cook your food. But you know what? We are disrespectful to other races, but we'll talk about that later. You don't disrespect the people that cook your food. You don't want to play around with the people that's handling your food. So instead of playing around with the people that handle my food, you know what I did? I went to Yelp because I am, oh, just to let you know, I am a big Yelper. I've got over 200 reviews on Yelp. You should check them out. And, um... I gave them a scathing and very honest review. I didn't like that. And this is a black business. And you know what? Um, I am going to call them out for this. Since they've moved again, I feel like their attitudes have gone up in the air. Uh, the cleanliness factor is down. I would go into this double spot when it was a smaller place and it always smelled like food. Now when you go in, it, it doesn't smell like food anymore. Um, they don't handle the food with as much care as they used to. I can, I, I would order bakes and doubles when they went near a smaller location and the food would be hot and fresh. I can't remember the last time my doubles were hot from this place. And then you go in now, the floors are sticky. Oh, it makes my, mm, I can't take like food establishments with sticky, icky floors. You want to keep me out of your place? Keep your floors nasty. The floors are nasty. The people are nasty. So yeah. That is a black business that I will no longer be supporting. Again, you should go on Yelp 
and check out my review. Um, now we're going to take it from the West Indies to the South. There's a soul food restaurant in my area. I, um, I've been trying to give them a chance for a very long time and they've been around for a long time. They're another place who has changed locations over the years, moving from one spot to the next and, um, all black, all black. Everybody's from the South. Again, it's soul food and the food used to be pretty good. Now the food is trash. Um, they got their family members working in there and they treat you like shit. Let me tell you about this incident tasters. I went in one day, I happened to be off or had just gotten off on a Saturday morning and I was hungry. So the gentleman behind the counter, we ain't going to call him a gentleman. This whole old country ass nigga. First of all, there was nobody at the counter when I walked in. I'm like, damn, am I too early? Are they even serving food yet? This country nigga comes from behind the counter with no front teeth, with a plate of fish and grits in his hand. And he sat in my face and took two bites before he asked me what it was that I wanted. That's what he asked. What'd you want? What would you want? And I, you know what? Just looking at him chewing on them grits and that fish. Standing there with no front teeth, talking about what 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 you want or what's your order. However he asked it, it's not how you greet a paying customer. And I didn't want anything. I walked out. Oh, an honorable mention to the day that they had their cokehead family member behind the fucking counter tweaking. I mean, she was literally dancing like the crackhead in Jungle Fever when Samuel Jackson played the crackhead, and I I I just I was blown away. So that's another black ass business that I will not be supporting. Okay, okay, another thing as far as why we may or you know why we probably don't support certain black businesses. Let's talk about some real raw shit. What about the times that we scam each other? I mean really make promises that we can't keep. Too many times I'm hearing about us as black people sinking money into ventures, black run, black owned, that either don't exist or whoever the owner of this business was didn't make good on his promise. We're going to take this all the way to Dr. Umar. As much as I like and respect the man, Dr. Umar got a lot of troubles with this Frederick Douglass school that he's been talking about building shit upwards of 10 years. I was reading comments on YouTube under a post about his school, this this non-standing, non-existent school, where a woman said that she had been donating money out of her check every time that she got paid to Dr. Umar's school. And she's just curious about where the money's going. My girl, Lovely T, if you don't follow Lovely T, you need to check out Lovely T. She was another supporter. See, we do support black businesses. And um, she said that she was sinking money in the Dr. Umar school from when her kids were first born. Because she had sons, she was very excited at the prospect of this, this school being built to serve young black boys, to build them into good men, and to educate them properly. And her kids are damn near grown now. They're college age, and there's still no school. Why is this happening when we support a black business? How about years ago, I was dating a guy who was talking to me about going on a ski trip. 
And he said he was hesitant because there was a year that someone had actually threw a ski trip. I mean, back in the days when people posted flyers, he said they had flyers and everything. And it was so dope. And it was supposed to be performances, maybe by Foxy Brown and, you know, some other people from the bad boy clique. It was supposed to be way up in Pennsylvania and all of this food and this liquor. And they had it so detailed, pay for your rooms and everything. And you, you would get this and top shelf booze and entertainment pajama parties and everybody paid their money and the day of that they were supposed to it was supposed to be two charter buses he said pick them up from downtown Brooklyn and the buses never made it whoever was throwing this fucking bus ride these scammers took everybody's money everybody's hard-earned black dollars and ran how about myself first year I went to Trinidad for carnival 2015 and me and my people sunk money into a young lady who was supposed to be a concierge she was actually the family member of somebody in our girls trip group and um it was so funny we were you know thinking we were supporting her we were pooling all our money together and sending it to her and she was supposed to be making all of the hotel arrangements look setting up all our fets you know all all of the fets that that if for all who's not familiar with a fet that's a caribbean party especially you know trinidad and tobago honey they don't party they fet and um we were just sending her money and she would send us all of these emails and i know something was a little fishy and suspicious because her emails would have typos and misspellings and i found that rather odd so anyway when it got closer to our time to leave for trinidad and i'm so excited um i got a we got a group text that our money was gone this black woman who we were supporting and believing in as a concierge who was the family member of a young lady in our group, disappeared on us, took our money and completely disappeared off the face of the earth. Now, I'm here to tell you, tasters, Trinidad ain't that big. So I don't know where she disappeared to or if her family member was taken up for her, but she did us dirty and um, that 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 it, it fucked with me. So I'm bringing all of this up to say when... We as blacks get accused of not supporting each other. It's for reasons like this. You know, piss poor behavior. And then, you know, there's a lot of times with us, there's product and no atmosphere. How many times have you gone into an African braid salon and that's all there was, just braids, hair all over the floor, old faded posters of braid styles that people haven't wore since Brandy was sitting up in her fucking room. You know, it, it, it's like, what the hell? You know, we care about atmosphere too. And I brought that up to say because, you know, I feel like when we go into these Asian establishments, we kind of treat them. It depends on the person, but we don't treat them the best. We have a lot of unkind things to say about them. Love their food, but you know, they can have attitudes too, but I'm not talking about corner store like Chinese restaurants, but when you go into these Thai establishments and things, you ever notice that the, the atmosphere, the aesthetic is so warm and inviting. A lot of times it's like candles and dimly lit. I actually read an article in New York Magazine years ago where there was a very popular Thai restaurant in Brooklyn, and he was saying that he gets all of his stuff from Ikea. 
that he and his wife make a visit about three times a year to Ikea to find their decorations for their restaurant. They're not spending a whole bunch of money. You know, I've gone into black establishments where the chairs didn't match. You know, there was dirty area rugs on the floor, missing tiles. And it's like, come come on, man. Come on. Why, why, why are we servicing each other this way and expecting so much support? You know, I, I, I just feel like sometimes when we do support each other, it's either out of obligation or lack of options, but you, you don't feel a good, you don't feel good about it. I feel like if you want my support, you got to make me feel good about spending my black dollars with you, you know, atmosphere, presence, attitude, let's treat each other better. You know, let's, let's not just treat each other like, you know, black people, it's not a barnyard. We're not pigs at a trough, especially like I said, with these restaurants, we have got to get it together with restaurants. I know that, you know, black people, we've been known for cooking for years. That's something that is embedded in, in a lot of us that we just have a cooking skill that is unmatched. And as good as we cook, you know, we, we, we got all of this big chefing going on in the kitchen. Why is it so hard for us to keep a restaurant open and running properly? Why are all of our restaurants grand opening, grand closing? It it it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Now let's take it to the um beauty industry, the salons. I'm going to give you all a story. There is a nail salon that I wanted to support, black owned, um black run by black women. Beautiful black woman and um, beautiful black woman, not American, foreign, gorgeous, has a very small nail salon in Bed-Stuy that I wanted to support, but I can't. The last time I was in there, all of her, um, let's just talk about when I first walked in the door, I couldn't tell who was working there because apparently her niece who was sitting, her niece, when I walked in, was sitting in one of the salon chairs. She was not at her front desk position as she was supposed to be. I thought she was a customer waiting to get her feet done. And I stood in the doorway for about two minutes before she looked up and came up to me and asked me, what what, what you getting done today? That's how she approached me. She was a very young lady. I would give her 20, 21 tops, but she didn't know how to talk to customers. She was actually sitting in the salon chair playing on her phone with her feet in the basin. So, you know, um, actually what made me even go to this salon, because I was told that one of my favorite nail technicians was working there. Now, if you can go on Instagram and follow nail genie, that's nail genie. Um, my girl, Tracy, she is the best that ever did it. She, her nail skills are ridiculous, but yeah, so she had started working in this particular nail salon and I went following behind her and, um, I couldn't even support Tracy, the nail genie, because of the goings on in the salon. So after barely being acknowledged as a customer upon walking in the door, I noticed that as I sat there, it started to get a little crowded. Again, this establishment is very small, very cute, but very small. It got kind of loud. So about an hour in, 
the salon was filled with the owner's family members. They were sitting in all the chairs, and they were waiting to get services. They were getting their hands done. They were getting their feet done. They were talking loud. Uh, one of our family members, a young man, walked in and started cursing and just being real vulgar, talking about um, all of the pussy he gets and all the women he gets. And, and I was really embarrassed because there were, like, two white women sitting in there as customers, and I feel like he was putting on for them. He started talking about how all he does is hang out in Long Island and he don't do Brooklyn, Long Island and Jersey and all the white chicks that love him. It was just fucking disgusting. And again, a black establishment, but it gets even better. So the young lady that owns the establishment was there. She's one of the, you know, she actually does nails herself. And she turned to me and, you know, she looked me in my face and said, sister, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep my salon open for very long because I don't get as many customers as I should. Now, taste this. You just heard everything that I described. And I was like, is is there a hidden camera? Am I being punk? She said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep this place open because I don't get business like I should. And then every time I go online, I'm getting all of these one star reviews and I can't understand why. You got your family members sitting everywhere talking loud. Um, you got a male family member making everybody cringe, talking about all of his sexual escapades and shenanigans out loud. You've got a niece at the front who's just not acknowledging anybody. And it's like over your head why your business is failing. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about, tasters. When black people say that we don't support them or nobody supports their business, how brave are you? Are we brave enough to look at our black business owners, especially ones that we're close to, friends, family members, and say, this is why you're failing. I feel like you need to step this up. Maybe this is why you're not making the money that you should or nobody supports you. We, I feel like we need to be able to say that, you know, we need to be able to accept constructive criticism without it being considered hate because I'm not hating on anybody. I want to see black businesses make it. I want it to stop being a grand opening, grand closing situation. I want to be able to walk into a black restaurant and feel good about the money I spent instead of feeling like a fool because I just spent. $20 that I probably didn't have to be talked to with a frown and thrown my bag like it was a free lunch. So, um, again, that was my tasty top pick for the day. You know, it wasn't very long. It was short and sweet. And I, I, I want you all to support black businesses. Let's support each other. You know, um, How about every week, once a week, we post black businesses that we do feel good about, that do treat us very well. Like, I will say that the BK Lobster establishments, I'm shouting them out. The food is very good. They're black owned for the most part. You know, they're being franchised out. And these are black establishments that make you feel good, especially I'm shouting out the one on Myrtle Avenue in Brooklyn. If you ever want to have a vibe BK Lobster on Myrtle Avenue in Brooklyn, New York is that vibe. I had a um, sundress and sip affair there last summer, and it was a 
great experience. Me and all my girls can't, oh, you got a BYOB. They let you bring your own bottle, your own wine. And the food was served to us in the back. They gave us big ice buckets. Everything was delicious. They, um, they didn't have a DJ or anything at that time. And what they did was, you know, they plugged in the speaker and let us play our music. And it was great. So yes, that's a black business that I will support. There's another black business that I had mentioned before. Support Brown Butter and Bed-Stuy. Apparently, Brown Butter has just opened up an ice cream parlor. So black Brown Butter is black owned, black run, and um, the restaurant is run by, if I'm not mistaken, a Haitian woman or two Haitian women, and they've, again, opened up an ice cream parlor. So these are the black businesses that I will be supporting. If your food is good and it tastes good and, you know, everything looks good and smells clean, I'll support you. But if you're standing in my face, um with your teeth missing, eating grits and trying to scam me, I will not support your black ass business. So anyway, tasters, I'm going to end this tasty topic with another have I ever. (laughs) So, you know what? I'm going to ask you tasters this. Have you all ever gotten into a situation with a restaurant worker, like a chef, maybe. I ain't talking about the the fry cook at 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 McDonald's. I'm talking about like a real like chef or whatever. And I've got a boy have I ever story about that tasters. Um, <laughs> years ago, there was a barbecue restaurant. Not too far from the Grand Army Plaza area was really cute. That's when, you know, Brooklyn was still gentrifying. So they were kind of experimenting with opening all of these different type of, you know, different types of restaurants, whatever. It didn't last long. It was it was only there for about a year. And I started flirting with the chef one day. I came in there to get the food. We started flirting with each other. And all I can say is I don't know how... It turned out this way, but things went from the griddle to the grill real fast with us. And we we, we definitely, we got it, as they used to say, on and popping. We definitely heated some things up and it got real saucy and real tasty. But let me let you know, tasters, I was so embarrassed because anyway, you know, after a romp or two with him, be involved with him anymore there were certain things that I didn't like about him he there was a night that he invited me to dinner at the restaurant and this dude was African and I gotta put it out there it was a affair where there was nothing there but Africans and there was a friend of his a young lady she had a real big mouth she was really mean she was really hateful and she chose that night because I was the only black American woman there to sit and brag about um Africa. They were from somewhere in West Africa. I don't remember which nation it, but I'm not sure, but I was the only black American, you know, and um, the only ADOS there. And she chose this fucking night to talk shit about Americans, to brag about how, you know, whatever country they came from, how they had maids and butlers, basically slaves. And she was bragging about that and, you know, about 
education, how our educational system was so fucked up and, you know, we didn't learn anything. We didn't know anything. And it was just a, it was an awful thing. And it made me like really look at him like, if this is the kind of people you're surrounding yourself with, this ain't for me. I would never invite anybody anywhere and make them feel uncomfortable or allow my friends or family members to make them feel uncomfortable. Like if I invited an African gentleman to my family's home, we're not going to sit around talking about um, African booty scratches and, and, and flies and famine. I mean, honestly, the, the way this bitch was acting at this restaurant event was the equivalent of that. So anyway, long story short, tasters, like I said, after a romp or two with this, yeah, romp, that's, that's my word of the day. I haven't used it in, in a very long time. But don't it just sound tasty like you just up to something devilish? So after a romp <laughs> with this man, I didn't like him anymore. I didn't like his friends. And I was embarrassed because the restaurant that he cooked at was directly across from the gym that I was going to at the time. So there were times where I would look out the window, like I'd be on a machine at the window facing the restaurant and I would hold my breath because I would see him. Like he would do like the, the store runs. There was a big, you know, uh, you know, when these organic gourmet supermarkets attached to the restaurant and he would, I would catch him going to buy groceries and I was doing everything to avoid him. It was like, oh God, I don't want to see him. So yeah, Ooh, that was boy have I ever. I have had some times, boy. And um, yeah, that's that with that. So again, support good black business. And thank you for listening to why I won't support certain black businesses. And to all my tasters who are business owners and thinking about opening businesses, I hope that I was able to be helpful today. I hope that I was able to drop some hints or some tips. You know, if you are faltering, if your business is failing or you haven't gotten off the ground the way you think you should, maybe I've given reasons as to why. And also advertising. I don't think that uh, some of us are just not the best. You got a couple of black businesses who are really good with how they advertise and they, they know how to show themselves. You know, everybody with these reels and videos lately, but I've seen some businesses where it's like, you know how they say to post your best shot, first impressions or everything, switch it up, fix your page, your business page, um, change up everything. I got a homeboy who works in a barbershop who, the barbershop could be doing a lot better than it is, but the person, you know, that runs their barber page chooses to put up all of this frivolous stuff, family pics and vacation pics. Like, which one is it? Is this your personal page or is this your business page? Like, we need to learn to do that, too. Like, that's something that I just learned. I have my personal Instagram page and I finally put together a page. You know, I don't post on it as often as I should, but tasty topics because my podcast world is different from my everyday life. So that's about that, tasters. Support good black businesses. And if the business ain't good, do not support these no good ass, piss poor, scheming, scamming, fishing grits in your face, eating black businesses that treat you like shit and make you feel like shit. They should not get any money from you. Don't feel obligated or guilt tripped into supporting black businesses that ain't worth it and ain't worthy. So that's it, tasters. I hope you enjoyed this tasty topic. 
and enjoy this Tuesday. And I'll be talking to you again a week from now. Bye.